Hello and welcome to Music Talks. I'm Tony Reed. In this episode, we'll introduce some renowned theatrical dance music written by famous composer and instrumentalist He Yuan. Before we start our musical voyage, I sat down with He Yuan and got some insight into his work and stories behind his music. So first of all, thank you for taking the time to join us today for this interview. You compose music in a lot of different genres, but one in particular is theatrical dance music. So why don't you tell us a little about that and how it differs from other music? Theatric dance is a comprehensive art form consisting of choreography, music, stage design, and costumes. So music in this field is supposed to give rhythmic support or enhance the movements of the dancers and highlight the identities or features of the characters. For instance, although a dancer is not in costume, viewers are still able to recognize the form of dance through the music because it has strong characteristics to indicate whether it is modern, folk, or classical dance. So is the tempo of the music dependent on the speed of the dance routine, or vice versa? In general, the tempo of the music and dance moves change synonymously. To better serve the development of the storyline, it requires the music and choreography to complement each other, to be heard and seen on equal levels of perception. I guess at this point, I bet our listeners probably can't wait to hear some of the theatric dance songs. Here is Peach Blossom, which was inspired by a piece with the same title from Shi Jing, one of the most influential poem collections in Chinese history. Peach Blossom depicts the beauty and merits of a lady at different stages of her life. The song starts with a pleasant and bright tune, since dancers are dressed in the traditional gowns of the Han Dynasty with elegant long sleeves, depicting youth and vigor. The climax of the piece is when the music becomes solemn and all the dancers separate into two roles. Finally, the main character slowly walks to the center stage, which reflects the young girl's growth and development into the queen of the nation.
I suppose it's quite difficult to depict the stages of a woman's life through music. So what's the creative process like for theatric dance? Is the dance routine created first, or is it the music? It would be both. Sometimes, after the choreographer comes up with some idea and designs a slew of movements, the composers will write melodies correspondingly, which could possibly provide an inspiration for the choreographer to further produce the remaining dance movements. Sometimes, the choreographer completes the dance routine at the beginning, and then composers use that to start creating the music. That's pretty awesome. So a lot of music, I guess you could say, has very historical and modern elements in them. So could you tell us where you go mentally and spiritually when you are creating a new work? I try to make sure that I envision every detail about the characters of the stage play, like the appearance and personality. I have a piece titled "The Happy Lives of Grandmas," which was made for a group of teenage dancers from a well-known dance troupe in Xiamen in southern China. Before I composed, the director of the drama and I visited the city and explored the local culture and the lifestyle there. A local opera called Gao Jia caught my attention, which was very humorous and entertaining. So I incorporated elements of the opera into my music. So, for those of our listeners that are curious about the light-hearted opera from Xiamen that inspired Huiyuan, you're in for a real treat as the next piece we present to you for your enjoyment gives you front-row seats to the experience. Let's enjoy. The Happy Lives of Grandmas depicts elderly ladies enjoying their retirement. In the song, they are cheerfully chit-chatting and dancing in the square. The music suddenly becomes tense and dramatic in the middle due to a quarrel. Suddenly, the stage becomes dark, while all but one of the ladies remains still, depicting her mental conflict with others. At the end. I used a segment of hip hop music to conclude the piece, which reflects the ladies reconciling on a good note.
safe to say you have to put yourself in a certain environment for inspiration. On the subject of composing a historical piece, how do you go about doing that? I have to do a lot of research so that I know what happened and what the society was like in that period of time. For example, I have a piece titled The Entrapment of Voices, which is about the famous Chu and Han contention. The general of the Chu, called Xiang Yu, lost the battle because the opposing side used psychological warfare. Xiang Yu recognized the singing from his homeland, which misled him to believe that his nation and people were captured by the Han. As a result, he lost his composure and committed suicide. 
I can definitely relate to this story, not as a soldier, but as a fighter. You have this in Muay Thai, which is Thai boxing. In this art, you have guys that will go out in the ring and they'll dance and sing before they fight someone. The reason they do it is to make the opponent feel like, I have no fear of you and that I'm going to win. And doing this sometimes breaks down the opponent. So I think it's really interesting. So with no further ado, let's listen to the piece, The Entrapment of Voices. It's quite difficult to write a song about a classic war, especially after many composers wrote music based on it. The reason for me to reflect this story in my song is because historically music was seldom used in wars. The distinction between my piece from others is that I emphasize the emotion of Xiang Yu's soldiers rather than depicting war scenes, including fear homesickness, depression, and longing for survival. Ultimately, the soldiers were killed, but their spirits still remained, hoping to reunite with their families, which was a very heartfelt scene. I used an instrument called the Xun to amplify this atmosphere.
Wow, I really love the percussion, the, the long pauses, and the wind instrument that were played. The feeling of desolation and, and conflict was performed very well. I think the shun here really captures the sorrow very well too. I have another piece titled Farewell, which is a follow-up story of the entrapment of voices. It's about what happened to Xiang Yu's beloved, Yu Ji, after his suicide. This piece really shows how music and choreography collaborate to deliver a tearful story. To express Yu Ji's insanity and despair after losing her husband, the dancer wore a mask to represent her husband, but also her sorrow and vulnerability when she removed it. So let's hear it and see how you feel about it. <laughs> Thank mm -hmm. you. 
They say war rarely has a pleasant outcome. And I think this song is a perfect reflection of just that. So last on our playlist today, you have your latest rendition of The Flying Fairy, which you specifically recorded for our program. But before we listen to it, would you mind giving us a little bit of a background on it? The Flying Fairy depicts a symbolic mural of the Mogao Grottoes in northwest China's Gansu province. The figure is a graceful goddess that's good at dancing, singing, and playing the pipa on her back. We had disputes for decades that if it was feasible to actually play the instrument behind someone's back, or it was an artistic creation. I knew a professional dancer that could also play the pipa really well, so we got together and organized a performance where we could bring this amazing feat to life on stage. Eventually, she succeeded and performed with a smaller pipa. That's pretty awesome. Let's enjoy.
Mr. Huyuan, thank you so much for joining us today. With that, we come to the end of this edition of Music Talks. I would like to give a special thanks to Hu Yuan for his contribution. For more from us, be sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. We'll see you next time. <laughs>